Welcome to Do It For The Process, studio conversations for artists and creatives. I'm your host, Emily Jeffords, professional artist, educator, and mother of three. In this podcast, we dive deep into what it means to run a successful creative entrepreneurship, how to stay true to your art while also growing your creative business. And I always give a gentle reminder to fall in love with the process all along the way, because I firmly believe your creative business is only as strong as your creative practice. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome back to the podcast. Wow. You guys, what a summer. When was my last episode? May? I think it was in May. It feels like it was yesterday. It also feels like it was, oh, I don't know, four years ago. (laughs) We've been through a lot. We have been through a lot collectively and personally and as individuals, as a community. It's been a time of great growth, great hardship, great transformation. Let's just breathe together for a minute. One thing that came about for me this summer is burnout which I'm not going to talk about today, but I will talk about soon because I definitely, I definitely think that I want to talk about it, but today is not that day. Uh, I'm still, I don't, I don't want to talk about it today because I think I'm still recovering from it. I think I'm still maybe even in it a little bit and I'll talk about what that means in a different episode, but I feel like I'm a big, I'm a big advocate for sharing honestly and authentically, but when you're ready. Share when you're ready. I don't love sharing when I'm currently in the wound or healing from the wound. I want to share something when I'm, when I'm a little bit out of it, when I'm a little bit, um, I have some, I have some resolve and I have some, some growth that's happened because of it. So that's where I am personally. Also personally, and the reason that I clicked record on this podcast is because I am launching a collection of artwork on Saturday, which is tomorrow. (laughs) And I wanted to, I wanted to commemorate this with a podcast because this is the first collection of landscapes that I've launched since October of 2018, which was a long time ago, although it doesn't sound like it was, but it was a long time ago, 20 what, 21 months ago? Oh gosh, no, 20, 22 months ago. I can't do math. I don't know what month it is now. It's COVID. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Dates don't make any sense to me right now, but it's been a long time. And in that amount of time, there's been tremendous, tremendous growth. My baby is no longer a baby. He's now almost, well, he's two and a half, almost three. And my life looks massively different than it did back then. A lot of these pieces of artwork have been created over the past almost two years since the last collection launch. A lot of them, I can see, I can see evidence of my personal growth in this work. I can also remember, you know how, you know how your mind imprints um, images and scents and sounds onto physical objects. A lot of these pieces of artwork have those have those impressions 
on them, which is really surreal. And no one else knows that except for me and, and now you. But a lot of these pieces, I can remember my son crawling and pulling up on my leg while he was learning to walk, uh, while I painted. I can remember some of the personal growth that I was struggling through in these pieces. I can see what it felt like to be in the source of inspiration for a lot of these pieces, like in Europe or in Mexico or in Ohio or in South Carolina. I can remember all of the traces that this work has taken to come to be. And that's really special. And again, like, you know, no one else feels that but me. It's it's solely a self a self thing. But to me, this work is it's way more than just a collection. So I wanted to also talk about it in a podcast. Now, with a lot of my work, uh, let me just talk a little bit about my process. So I'm a, I'm a painter, but I am also a businesswoman and an educator. So while I am primarily in my mind, I'm an artist first and foremost, a lot of my daily life does not lend itself to just painting all day. I have a lot of obligations. I have a lot of people. I have a lot of just things that occupy a lot of my time. So my painting process is very selfish in a way. And what I mean by that is I do it for me. And yes, I sell my work. And yes, it's a part of my income. And yes, this is how my how my family has, you know, survived for years of our lives. But at its root, the painting process is kind of a selfish act. It's a nourishing act for me. I know that's maybe not always common. I think a lot of artists create to give something to the world or to um, say something or to speak a vision or to speak a message. And I do think that my work does that, but I think that I'm speaking my messages to myself. And if they speak to you and if you understand them, awesome. But to me, there are so many layers of gentleness and self, self-care and um, expressing ideas to myself that I don't have a way of expressing otherwise. So to me, they're very much almost a selfish act. And I think that's okay. So I paint in, oh, I would say not, not random pockets of time, but I do kind of claim pockets of time to use for my artwork. So I would say probably one to two days a week, I get to focus at least partially, if not fully on my creative process. And those days are such a gift. They keep me going the rest of the week for sure. Um, certain times of the year, especially pre-COVID, I would intentionally go to locations that fill me up with inspiration, that I can take reference photos in, that I can, I mean, this is going to sound a little bit much, but so that I can sit and feel and smell and really let the landscape inform me and let the landscape actually become something that I understand. Because I know, like I I said, this is going to sound a little bit much. It's a little extra, but I've been to places before where I didn't do this, where I didn't consciously breathe and smell and look at the tiny details and let them come into me. And when I try to go back to the studio with my stack of photos that I've taken and I try to paint that work, I can't do it. It doesn't feel like it belongs to me. It doesn't feel like it's something that I actually can interpret in a fresh way because I never actually accepted it to begin with. I just took it. I just 
consumed it quickly with photographs and then I rushed off to the car and went to the next spot. So for me, the inspiration process is very meditative. And I'll talk about that in a minute. I actually wrote a poem about this because I think it's a really important part of my process that I wanted to somehow communicate with my my collectors and with my audience. And poetry is kind of how I do that. So I'll read that in just a minute. So my process, again, going back to this, my process is gather inspiration create artwork and the inspiration gathering might be from inspiration I gathered when I was a child unknowingly because I think when you're a child you're in that receiving state way more than when you're an adult you have to really consciously do it when you're an adult but when you're a child your senses are so alive and they're in the active state of receiving so naturally you don't even have to think about it like you and I all know what dirt smells like because we learned when we were two you and I all know exactly what grass tastes like because we learned at some point in our childhood We know what it feels to like to walk barefoot on cold rocks. We know how it feels to smell hot sand. We know all these things intuitively because in our childhood state, we were so open to receiving information. So taking that into my adulthood is really important. So gathering inspiration and then painting from that inspiration, which like I said, might have just been something that I received and just... You know, I, maybe I saw a fresh location or a, a landscape that I haven't seen before or been to a place I haven't seen before, and that's my fresh inspiration. I'll take that into the studio and create something from it. Or it could be a well-imprinted inspiration from, you know, basically as long as I've been alive, and that can be what I bring into the studio. Then the painting process, and this is the part that can take a month or it can take 22 months, depending on you know, time and desires and the flow. Um, This is the first collection of artwork where you're only going to see about two thirds of the work because one third of the work is not going to be seen by anyone. It will be destroyed. (laughs) And that is completely fine. And I wanted to say that because I think a lot of times I I had the honor of, of, you know, helping to mentor and educate well over a thousand artists, almost 2000 artists. And one thing that I try to gently remind them of, and I want to remind you of, is not every piece of artwork is meant to be seen. Not every piece of artwork is meant to be purchased or appreciated in the way that other work is meant to be appreciated. And it's your job as the artist to make that decision. And what I mean by that is sometimes artwork's job is to inform you and to help me as the artist learn something, grasp something, practice something, awaken something, get my head around an idea or get my hands familiar with a process that I'm not familiar with yet. And that happened a lot in this collection, more than it's ever happened before for oil paintings collection, at least. A lot of times watercolor or mediums that are a little bit more... um, less predictable. <laughs> they can often have a lot of, a lot of, uh, I don't want to use the word mistakes. That's the wrong word, but a lot of work that didn't go according to your original plan, or at least to my original plan. And it's fun. Usually for my collections that have watercolor elements, I typically keep about half of the work, but for oil, I normally keep 80 to 90% of the work because I understand oil paint so, so well. And I know exactly how to use the medium and I rarely have mistakes. 
However, this collection is a very different story. This collection, like I said, you're only going to see about two thirds of it. Um, there are probably 10-ish paintings in my studio that are never going to come out of my studio and that's okay. So painting, creating, using my artistic judgment to decide which work should move forward, which work is not up to my standards or wasn't, you know, it's not, that wasn't the intention of the work. The intention of the work was to teach me something or to get, to get my hands and my eyes familiar with an idea. The painting process, like I said, it can be short and quick, or it can take a long time. This time it took me a long time. And part of that is because my, my business is really busy. I kind of fantasize about the days when I can just paint, you know, five or six days a week, but that's not my life right now. So as a result, the process has slowed down also. Okay. So once you finished or once I finished the painting process, which this time took about 20 something months, then I come to the selection process. And this is when I decide, is this piece going in the collection? And if the answer is yes, awesome. Add it to the collection roster get it on the photo shoot list, get it on the website list, all the things. If it's not going to be in the collection, totally fine. Just put it in the corner, give it a little hug. It did a good job and it's done. It's fine. For the pieces that do make it into the collection, this is when I begin photo shoots, which for me are very exciting. I love doing photo shoots for my collections and I hire photographers frequently, but for the collection photo shoots, I like to do these myself. It gives me a chance of really seeing my vision come to life exactly the way that I want it to, down to the styling, the props that I bring into the photographs, the way that they feel, the way that they flow, all the way to how they're edited um, post, post photo shoot. I'm kind of picky. All my photographers know this. <laughs> And it's kind of a way to let me connect with my own art and to, to really appreciate my own work because I don't know about you, but if you're an artist, you might resonate with this. A lot of times I create something and I enjoy the process so much, but I don't really give myself a chance to honor the work in its finished state and to let the work now fill me in a way, in a new way. The process, of course, fills me and I love that and that's that's why I create. But when the work is finished and you've put your signature on it and it's done, you've marked it as complete, then the cool thing about artwork is it's now speaking on its own and you've done your job as the creator of the work and now it's doing its own job in the world and it's it's now intended to speak for itself and to have its own voice and its own message. And as the artist, you're also allowed to receive those voices and messages. That's just so cool. Again, like I know some of you were like, this lady is crazy and that's okay. Maybe you're right. <laughs> All right. So photo shoots. Now this takes a lot of time. This is often the amount of time that I'm always like amazed with how long this takes. And I know if you're a photographer, you're like, yeah, I know. That's why I charge so much. Yeah. You should charge so much. You should absolutely charge whatever your prices are. You should you should double them <laughs> because it takes a tremendous amount of time. Both the photo shoot, you know, in, in the studio and then all the post editing and making them just sing in their, in their finished state. Oh, they're so beautiful and so good. So that's actually where I am today. I'm finishing my photo editing today. 
Um, I'm recording this on Thursday, the, uh, the 6th of August. <laughs> I'm like literally pulling up my calendar. Yes, the 6th of August. Yes. All right. So finish up the photo shoot, finish up the photo editing. Now the whole way, the whole, the whole process beginning 20 something months ago, I have been marketing this collection. I've been marketing the collection by sharing how much this work means to me and sharing how beautiful it is and sharing the process and sharing the messaging and images of the work and sneak peeks and behind the scenes and the work on my studio table. I've been sharing all of that and that is all marketing. I've also been sharing the date, August 8th at 2 p.m. Eastern time. I've been sharing all of those things all along the way that when my entire audience at some point in the process catches wind of this collection. And if they are interested, they can, you know, follow along for more and maybe even buy something if they'd like to. So marketing along the entire path, um, which if you're in the collective or if you're in making your work, you've heard me talk about in much more detail what that actually looks like, the strategy behind it, the structure of the marketing arc, all the things you've heard about all that. But if you're not in those spaces, I'll save the nerdiness. <laughs> because it can be a little bit much. All right, the next part of the process, which I will be entering into hopefully this evening, is website updates. And this is the fun part. This is where it actually begins to feel like an actual collection release. Because as a self-representing artist who doesn't work with a gallery very often, not at least not one that represents my career, I am in charge of sharing my work with the world in the way that I want my work to be seen. I'm in charge of making my work big and bold in the world. I'm in charge of giving it a voice that is loud enough to be heard. And I'm in charge of making sure that my audience gets to connect with my work in the way that I want them to connect with my work, which there is tremendous amount of freedom there, a tremendous amount of control that I get to have. And my website is where all of that plays out. So everything from the homepage to the page that's dedicated to this collection, to each product listing, all of it needs to sing the song of the collection. And if any of it is not singing, you know, brightly enough or not singing in the right, the right tune, it's going to fall flat. So that's where I get to use my editorial creativity and really support this work in the way that it needs to be supported. Because my job as the artist now is to represent the work. And that is so much fun. So that's where I'll be tonight. I'll be doing all that tonight. My audience, I have a, I have a segment of my email list, which this is getting a little bit nerdy, but a segment of my email list that is my collector club. It's a group of people that have self-selected to be on an email list for early updates and for previews and to be able to see the work first. They are also past, past buyers, um, past collectors, and people that just really want to support my career, which I'm so thankful for them. So they get early sneak peeks on Friday, the 7th of August, which is today, the day that you're listening to this, which is for me in the future. Pretty weird. And then the whole public will have access to both the, the page dedicated to the artwork and then all the listings on Saturday, August 8th, which is my birthday, which is why I decided to release this collection on my birthday, just to keep it, I don't know, it felt like a beautiful way to celebrate my birthday in 2020 because this year is just, 
it's real weird. It's just a very, very strange year. So this felt somehow like a beautiful cathartic way of marking time. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, on as okay, let me kind of back up a little bit. I'm trying to like figure out how to frame this. I I want to read the poem that I wrote that signifies this work to me because. Like I said, as a self-representing artist, as someone that's in charge of bringing my own work to the world in the way that I want it to be seen and heard, part of that is writing about my work in a way that will make sense and in a way that will resonate with my audience. So one way that I love to do that is via poetry. I love, well, maybe more prose. I'm not sure. Something. I wrote something, whatever it is. And I love using writing to share my art because I think it gives it gives both the artwork and the written words some more depth. Like they work together really, really beautifully in my opinion. So I'm gonna read something to you. This is something that I wrote after visiting one of the most beautiful landscapes I've ever experienced in my life. And the interesting thing is going back to letting inspiration imprint on you. The interesting thing is there are no pieces from this collection that are inspired by this particular landscape that I wrote about in this, in this poem, but because I'm in the habit of letting the landscape really imprint and inform me as a person. And then my practice in the studio, to me, it's all connected and it's all kind of my experience within any landscape. So listen to this and I hope that it helps you to um, maybe experience your own, your own experiences with nature in a little bit more of a deeper way. If not, then I hope it's just beautiful and, um, you know, adds some interest to this collection for you. It's called Quiet Adventure. Quiet Adventure. I walked through a field. It was new to me, but I knew it already. The earth smelled like childhood. The grasses clung to my feet in familiar ways. The only thing unknown was the landscape. She was vast and led to places I have not been. Adventure, we call it, unknowing. But in the unknowing is a deep self-knowing. Trust in my body, trust in my mind, trust in the bravery I have shown, knowing that I will be brave again. Even when the landscape unnerves me with the edges she's asking me to explore, even when adventure wraps itself in unfamiliar foliage, I step outside of my mind and the endlessness of my concerns to focus on each footfall. Moss, small blooms to be avoided, they are too pretty to squish. A deep hole, just the right size for a snake. A rock to climb and then another, a cliff. We're a little too high now. Rusty red puddle, the sound of wind on a thousand mile fields. Mindfulness, they call this. The act of focusing on the present moment. I call it a quiet adventure. And it is all so quiet and so beautiful, I cannot breathe. I cannot breathe, so I take big, cavity-filling breaths, imprinting the scent and textures on my soul, consuming it in thirsty eyefuls and scooping it up and tucking it inside and asking it to stay with me. I walk through a field that is wholly unfamiliar to me, but I knew myself in it. I knew that I would be brave. I knew I would let it change me. 
wrote that, um, like I said, after one of the most surreal and beautiful experiences of my life where I got to stand on a mountaintop with some dear creative friends and collectively, we probably looked so strange, but collectively we all just stood there and looked at the sky, looked at the ground far below us, expanding forever. I know that in a thousand mile field is not really a real thing, but it felt like it in that moment. And we all just, we just breathed. We just breathed. And then we danced. And then we took silly photos. And then we all just, we were euphoric with the beauty of the place. And that's kind of the celebration that I want to bring to my creative work in general. Just stepping outside of the, what's the phrase that I used in here? The endlessness of my own concerns the trapping of my own anxiety and to let my eyes look up, to let my mind look up and to see what's there because I guarantee it's so, so beautiful and needed. So that's that's what I hope this work conveys. I hope this collection conveys those feelings of freedom and peace and expansion because that's what they, that's what it brings to me. So yeah. All right. Today, if you're on my collector list, you can go see the work with your own two eyes. If not, check it out tomorrow at 2 PM. I'm very honored that this is part of my job. Like what on earth? What a gift. What an absolute true, true, true privilege. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm getting all emotional, so I'm going to stop. I'm going to go back to my editing, go back to my web design so that this thing can actually live in the world and not just in my head. So thank you for listening. I'm happy to be back in this medium. I'm happy to be back at the podcast. I hope to do more podcasts. Like I said, I I am a little bit hesitant to commit to this because I'm still working through some burnout and I don't want to... Mm. I'm just very aware of committing too much right now, but my desire is to be back here. I have some really, really beautiful podcast episodes planned. I also have some, um, some that are already recorded that are ready for you. So I feel good today. I feel really good. I feel really like, I don't know, ready, ready to reemerge and to create for you again in this space and in other spaces too. So I think we'll be back. I think we will. (laughs) Thank you all for being patient with me. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for being just such a generous audience. You guys are amazing. Okay. Bye for now. Thank you.
Yeah. Mm-hmm.